You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this matter, over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. You are listening to Represent. Welcome back. We are back. Your well, Guess who else isn't back? Any Everyone. other show on scene. <laughs> we were so excited to have an interview that then had to cancel on us, unfortunately, because of other things that they had to do. Which is fair enough. They are a very busy person. Yes. But also... And we were just so excited yeah. to come in that we just decided to come in anyway. We were both in the city anyway. We were like, you know what? Let's do it. May as well. Let's do it. Give it a go. Like, you know, we've got to keep our slot going. It's a big news week, right? So we couldn't let anything go past. Exactly. We can't can't miss anything. And it's like, it was huge. speaking of things we can't miss. (laughs) I'm trying to have good segues, but it didn't really work. Um, (laughs) I wonder where this is going. was your weekend? (laughs) (laughs) You certainly can't miss the weekend, can you? No, because it's happened already. My my weekend was pretty low-key, thankfully. I had, like... Like a, it was a. I had work both of the days, and both work shifts absolutely stressed me out. Oh, really? It was crazy. It was such a busy week at the at the supermarket I work at. Jeez. It was hectic. So if you were if you were there on Saturday or Sunday, you would have seen me having a breakdown. Probably. Oh. <laughs> There's a really good video my coworker took of me of just a pallet that collapsed, and I'm just standing there, just like. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was a fun week, and I feel like I accomplished so much, especially okay. considering the circumstances that led prior to one of those shifts. <laughs> right, well, I'm sure I that had your minimal bank sleep. Will um, reflect it was, that as well. It, it will tomorrow, thankfully. Weekend, right. I'll be very happy and. Yeah, pretty low-key weekend for me. I don't have very much exciting things to report, sadly. It was just work. How was your weekend, though, Braddy? You had a pretty big one. Uh, It wasn't a huge one, but I did go out um, both days. Ooh, where'd you go? go? Uh, On Saturday, I went to the MSO with my dad. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. I was like, I I was going to reply, but I didn't for some reason, because I think I got distracted, but I was just going to reply, like, classic Bridie at the orchestra, because that's... (laughs) That is kind of my life. Yeah, they were playing um, Rachmaninoff and Smetana and Tchaikovsky. You probably... Bangers. Rachmaninoff surely would ring a bell for you. What was the last one? 
Tchaikovsky. I've heard of that one. Yeah, that's have, the Nutcracker and Swan Lake. Yeah, I haven't but they weren't heard playing of the that. other two. Yeah, <laughs> no, fair enough. Anyway, yeah. um, it was very good. Uh, we had seats in the choir, which was amazing, because it means that you're right beside the orchestra. And so I was oh, literally right. right next to the tuba player, who also works at the uni and, like, takes class regularly. So I was oh. just listening to him go... <laughs> 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 I mean, he sounds a lot better than that, but, you know. Yeah. It was uh, a little unbalanced in that seat, but in a good way. Unbalanced as in, like, sonically. Wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, fair it enough. Was, it was very bass-heavy <laughs> that way. Um, but then on Sunday, I attended the Walk for Yes rally. Um, Friday's out there getting into it. <laughs> um, impartial stand. We do need um, to clarify the genre of the show is discussion. Yes, we discuss things. We discuss politics. Exactly. And we're discussing the Walk for Yes because it's one of the biggest political stories in this country at the moment. It was absolutely huge. It was huge. 60,000 people in Melbourne, 20,000 in Brisbane. Um, mm. I don't know the exact numbers for the other cities, but huge in Sydney. There was one in every capital and city, I believe. High-profile performers in every city. So wow, Melbourne wow. had Peter Garrett, among others. Um, from Midnight Oil. Ah, uh, yes. I, I was about <laughs> I could to. See I was, I, I, face I, going, I, don't know I was about is. to say it, but um, you know, I knew like some of the listeners might not know who yeah, that is. So. You're just being so considerate. Peter of Garrett, love you, yeah. man. Let's Paul get Kelly you on the was show. In Adelaide. I do know Paul Dan Kelly. Dan Sultan and Missy Higgins, like. Oh, that's good. Big Australian names, um, which is interesting to see that kind of level of fame, I guess, uh, endorsing the yes vote. I feel like it shows sort of the breadth of how far the debate has reached because mm. it's like it's not just like the corporate sort of it's not politics th- it's exclusively exactly it's like everyone's getting into it you know yeah, so it's cool, it's cool to see some of the celebrities getting in on it yeah and yeah. so Linda Burney was in Melbourne um, which was interesting I yeah. saw her on stage from far away <laughs> you could like, see oh, her I could see her <laughs> um, I couldn't see her kazoo, unfortunately. Oh, but, disappointing. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> disappointing. But no, it was uh, yeah. it was good. People were very happy. I feel like the no crowds have been quite like, mm, <laughs> this sucks. I mean, yeah. And then the yes crowds are kind of a lot more optimistic whilst still being very stressed that it's not going to get through because... No, yeah, we've um, it's been a bit of a stressful time for the yes vote because God, The Guardian has released their latest essential poll. One, uh, The Guardian, I would say, is fairly... Left wing. It, it is very, it is very left wing. But I should preface this by saying other polls are revealing very similar trends in terms of where the vote is swaying. Yeah, my point was like they're left wing, so it's kind of surprising oh, no, yes, that they've reached that, this level. That too, actually. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I don't know how I missed that. No, it's okay. But yeah, the essential <laughs> poll it has re- revealed that the no vote has hit apparently fifty one percent of the potential vote according to their respondents. They over, they have over. If off the top of my head, it's over 1,100 respondents to that poll. Which is a lot. And 51% said they would be voting no in the upcoming referendum, which is the first time there has been a majority answer since polling has begun. None of the other polls have shown that an answer has gotten above 50%. In this same poll where 51% said they would vote no, 41% said they intended to vote yes, while 9% aren't sure yet what they're voting. So, huge numbers. This is a pretty big milestone for the referendum, I think. Definitely. Um, is that the first poll overall that's shown a majority no, or is it the first Guardian poll? Ooh, it's the first Guardian poll, I'd know for sure, but I feel yeah. like if there was a poll that said 51%, 
if there was another poll declaring that sort of thing, I feel like we definitely would have heard about it. Yeah, and I wonder when that was taken, whether it was before the um, marches over the weekend or if it was mm. afterwards. I believe it was before. Yeah. I, be- I think it's yeah. interesting um, to think about the way polling is taken as well. Um, polling is really... I it, I try and wrap my head around it because I feel like it is very hard to sort of get that unbiased yeah. panel... Well, not unbiased, but that balanced panel of respondents. Definitely. So, of course, every poll does reveal its own biases, but there I is, I think... how to get onto the Guardian polls. How can they I don't think me? you can sign up. Is I it think like it's, a random call thing? I believe it's it's a random call sort of thing, because I, th- I think... I know News Poll, I believe, operates in a very similar... Like, it's a random yeah. sort of... Um, sort of like, yeah, it's, it's a random sort of spread. Um, I, this is sort of not exactly related, but TV ratings polls are done completely randomly. Like, it's just like they'll come to you and be like, yo, can we install this box in your house? And <laughs> it's going to monitor what you watch. Oh, really? Yeah, that's... Wait, so, like, ratings polls is in, like, how many people are watching? Yeah, how many people are watching a show so, on like, broadcast TV? With the Matilda's ratings. So that one's it depends on what you're looking at. So if you're looking at people who watched it on free-to-air TV, that's through that, like, box system. But it gets a lot more precise when you're like, this many people watching on 7+. plus. Right, but so they were saying, like, however many million people watched it on free-to-air, but they don't actually know that? They're just guessing? So they do pick the panel very, like, specifically, because they do do research on the households they pick before they go How? to them. It's crazy. I think it's a lot of census data and stuff. They pick it very oh, meticulously. okay. To try and get an equal representation. Yeah, so they're very, they're very particular on how they pick it out. So I'm assuming, I feel like the political polls would be similar... Interesting. I didn't. But know yeah, because then they generalize the results, yeah, um, and right. expand it. So that's how they do it. But um, and I feel like political polls would be very similar. But yeah, yeah. anyway, the other polling sources. So I believe there's News Poll, there's Revolve or Resolve. I can't remember. Resolve. I've it's got it resolve. in here. Yeah, it's Resolve. Um, and there's one more that's not coming to me right now. But there's a few major polling sources at the moment. It's in my sources at the bottom. There's a poll tracker from the Guardian. Um. Very, uh, other sources are reporting a very Roy similar Morgan? trend. So, is Roy Morgan the other? It might be. I don't. That's not. That's not the one I'm thinking of. I've got a massive link down here with all of them. So we've got Essential, Resolve, uh, JWS Research. There's a lot of them. Australian Institute, Compass. There's yeah. Roy Morgan's one of them. YouGov is a massive one as well. And I've seen YouGov mm-hmm. everywhere because they get their polling results by paying people to complete the surveys. What? How can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I know because I get Instagram ads like all the time for like participate in YouGov oh, and on mate. flybys they keep trying to push me to use YouGov. Um, oh. Which I, I was like, is this a MyGov survey. scam? I don't survey. know what this survey, is. Survey, survey, survey. Do a survey. I want to do a survey. Bridie's going to do one live on air. <laughs> but yeah, so other polling sources have been reporting very similar trends towards the no vote. I'm sticking with the Guardian polling, the essential polling. In July, yes was leading the polling, 47% to 42%. So that's what, three months ago? That was three Two months, months ago. Sort of three months, yeah. Yeah, three months. I'd say three months. But in August, that flipped. So the no vote was reading 47%, while the yes vote was reading 42%. And then by the beginning of September, which is not the poll I'm talking about now, there's a different poll. Beginning of September, the no vote grew to 48%. 
Yeah, so do you think it's maybe because Albo's left the referendum too late? Like, if he'd held it earlier in the year, do you think maybe it would have gotten up, whereas maybe now it won't? I... I don't, I don't think it's about when he's picked to do the referendum. I just think just it's sort of the been the timeline of the referendum. The way they've let the no campaign kind of get ahead. And I also do think it has something up. to do with that because I think the yes campaign did get very comfortable. Well, I don't think, I think it was think. even that. I just think they got lazy because it hadn't been announced and they didn't know when it was mm. going to be and it hadn't officially launched and so they just didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. And also I think that, again, the early polling numbers did show like a very heavy sway towards the yes vote. Definitely. So it's like, I, I do think they got like a bit lazy, maybe a bit comfortable with their results. Mm. And I think the no vote kind of had the perfect storm to kind of come in and be, start pushing, because I yeah. believe... I never actually got to look at one of the referendum booklets. Oh, what? Oh, you should have said that because I, I would have brought mine in. Oh, well, next time. Yeah, but I, I never got to look at one, but from the people I've talked to about it, they've said that the no campaign's arguments in the referendum booklet were a lot clearer. And it was a lot... Like, that's just the people I've spoken to, so of course I mean, it could be completely different. I've read the fact-checking of both of them, and like... Oh, the fact-checking <laughs> is a completely different story. Yeah. <laughs> the fact-checking is absolutely different, but the... But that's yeah. like if you're going to go and fact-check it, which most people we, probably aren't. We will. they would expect yeah. the referendum booklets to be, you know, not impartial, but honest, at least. Absolutely. Whereas that's not necessarily the case. Hashtag politics stuff. <laughs> Hashtag politics stuff. This is a stupid show. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah Victoria remains the, the major state that is most likely to vote yes. It is worth noting that Tasmania is showing a 56% support in the recent polling, but it is worth noting that the only pollster that... Ta- that Sorry, the only pollster that polls Tasmania is Resolve, and they have quite a small sample size of Tasmanians. Right, okay. So that is, that is worth taking with, I wouldn't say a grain of salt, but maybe a few grains of salt. I think one grain of salt is enough. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Some salt. So yeah, and I think this comes into what we were talking about before. The No campaign has been blitzing advertising recently, mm. and their social media presence, especially on TikTok. Which yes. has been very interesting. Well, They've I've been huge on TikTok. TikTok for a few months, so right. I haven't seen anything on it, and I haven't got anything on Instagram. Mm. So, yeah, I, I haven't know. gotten anything on Instagram either. But on t- I don't use TikTok. I have oh, it. Damn, we're really too. We're not. We're not great, people, aren't we? On I have it on my phone, but I have it on my phone so I can look at other TikToks that people send me oh, because right. they don't let you watch it through the website, at least for me anymore. I'm gonna text a friend. Yeah, what? she's um, gotten any. Okay, anyway, is this like a tip, really TikTok-heavy friend? Well, she just is often sending me more. Oh, TikToks. right. So, yeah, sticking with the sort of similar um, data source here, the data collected by The Guardian shows that Fair Australia's content, Fair Australia is kind of towards the no vote, has almost 21 million plays overall compared to the 1 million plays combined from the two official pro-voice accounts on TikTok. Mm. Which is oh, yes, she 23 has seen some against statement. the video. Oh, right. Against the voice. So, so has she seen them more than yes videos? And have you seen them? We have our live TikTok yes. correspondent, Variety's friend. around 10. Wow. We're reading out your answers live on air. Live on air. <laughs> <laughs> She's seen them more than yes. Okay, interesting. interesting. This is interesting. This is I'm interesting. loving this live data collection. I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, Fair Australia's TikTok account also has more than 47,000 followers compared to the th- almost 4,000 of Yes23 
and the four and a half thousand of Uluru Statement's TikTok accounts. Yeah. So the no, and then again, out of the top ten videos on TikTok with the hashtag Voice to Parliament hashtag, eight of them are with the No campaign. I think that's interesting because TikTok we see mm. as a young person's thing, right? Absolutely. But. 18 to 34s are the most likely category to vote yes. No, absolutely, which is really confusing. So I don't know whether this is like the boomers hopping on TikTok. Well, she says she likes the yes ones, but gets more of the no ones. So it's Okay. Like- That's bizarre. Algorithm. (laughs) Because I think this has started a lot of conversations around how TikTok can impact... Definitely. ...political activities, because TikTok's algorithm is very much considered a black box of what it can show you, which is really bizarre because no one knows what it's going to recommend you. Um, but So it's like, and I think I did read this, oh, I can't remember who said it, but it was again on The Guardian, um, where a professor said that the more, the more extreme videos mm. it's more likely to recommend you those so well, maybe is that they would probably get more engagement whether that's from, absolutely um people who are against the views of the video they're more likely to comment and be like how can you say that rah, rah, rah. Mm. whereas people who believe in it will send it to people and so then it kind of ups the engagement presumably yeah probably that makes a lot of sense and i think um i guess with those no videos they would get a lot of engagement because apparently they have been containing a lot of misinformation on the platform which tiktok has said they were crashing down on issue on tiktok like it's actually crazy (laughs) the amount of like it just health stuff food stuff oh yeah not even like in some cases, it's not even misinformation. It's just, like, making things up. It's just BS. I'm it, like, yeah. come on. It's bizarre. Um, the Guardian, TikTok did say they were cracking down on misinformation on The Voice. It is an issue that is much wider than The Voice. But um, The Guardian found videos wrongly claiming that The Voice is a, quote, Trojan horse to reduce freedom of movement and that a successful voice referendum will lead to the UN taking over Australian land. What? <laughs> That's crazy. How does that work? It's especially I mean, this is very yeah. worrying. I mean, that's like something that I think I was. Uh, now I might be making this up. Okay. So take well, look, with several it, grains of salt. We might fact check it on like TikTok. <laughs> well, it's like I was reading that people were saying the same argument that your land will be taken at the 1967 referendum. Oh no, it wasn't at the referendum. It was at Mabo. Um, the the Mabo title yes, case. Yes. Yes. And that Legal never studies. happened. <laughs> like, that was made up. And now they're saying it again, and it's like, well, okay. If it didn't happen last your... time, it's bound to happen this time. <laughs> well, it's like, where's uh, the... What's the reasoning? Where's the proof? You know, I'm just a bit like, come on. It's re- it's bizarre, and it's very worrying because TikTok is becoming sort of a first port of call for, informa- Definitely. for information so for a lot of young worrying. people. And that's... Just, I just find that very weird. Because I find why? It really scary. Because what is that going to mean? That people start trusting like influencers over oh, like. God, no. I mean, the news obviously is not a foolproof source. Oh, absolutely not. But at least they're regulated. They're 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 somewhat <laughs> regulated, I guess. But also, there's a lot of credibility that goes into it. Yeah, in, and in like a lot there of are cases. other people involved. There's never just one person, except for us. Um, <laughs> the, but you should us, only be listening to it's, us. It's you and me, right? We discuss it before we go on air. Exactly. And Naya, if she's here, 
and we're Where's also you? bound by media law exactly. and the Australian and community radio guidelines and, and sins things. Right, yeah. but someone posting on TikTok can just say whatever they want. Exactly. There's it's nothing weird. Like, theoretically, you can break the law if no one reports it. TikTok might not see it because there's so many videos on there. And also, I think we've seen historically that TikTok also just doesn't care yeah. beyond just, like, they might take it down if enough people report it. Or they'll take it down if it's going to threaten them in a court of law or parliament or, you know, in the public image, which, I don't know, it just really concerns me that young people, like really young people, like primary school age children, are getting so reliant on it. Oh, yeah. And I just think it's very weird because, again, like default information landscape, according to Curtin University's Tamara Lever, thanks, Tamara, (laughs) um... Why a pit? Like I can't imagine doing that because why? If I want to like Google like how tall's Mount Everest and mm-hmm. it just shows me the number, why would I go to TikTok and look up how tall's Mount Everest and they go Mount Everest is the tallest <laughs> mountain in, in the, the whole world. world? But before that, thanks to NordVPN, like it's like yeah. it's stupid. Like why? Is that actually how people get their information now? Well, I don't know. Are we turning into boomers? Yeah, maybe we're really old (laughs) and everyone else is like, guys, you guys are such losers. Oh, my God. If you think we're losers, tweet us. Um, But you probably don't have X if you're on TikTok. do an interpretive dance on TikTok telling us how much you hate us. Yeah, like email it to us or Instagram (laughs) it to us or something. You can mail us a VHS tape. (laughs) Here's Bridie's address. 72... (laughs) I don't actually know what your address is. Well, it's not that. (laughs) It's not... Okay. Um, There we go. A telegram (laughs) or carrier pigeon. WhatsApp. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah, I use WhatsApp, sorry. To I, I do confess. use WhatsApp as well. So um. <laughs> we did discuss this a little bit before the show, but because of this massive swing towards the no vote that mm. I think we've seen over the past few months, Bridie, in your opinion, mm. how's it looking? Do you think it's going to get through? I think that the rallies across across the country and in New York as well. Yeah, I heard about that. I was really... There was a lot of people there. I was really confused about that because I was like, it's nice, but why? <laughs> well, it's the Australians that are living there. Okay. That, it wasn't just yeah, Americans. That makes... Do they vote? Like, they can you vote can in vote it, can they? As long as yeah. you're still a citizen, yeah. Yeah. You're enrolled on the electoral roll, even if you live overseas. Yeah. Um, I still look, just find I that bizarre. That the, obviously, the Yes campaign is hoping that was a turning point. And I think it probably was because people who were there were just saying, like, I was overhearing, obviously I was listening, and they were just saying, like, it's good to see people out, right? Because if this many people are going to go out and walk for it, how many more people wouldn't walk for it but would still vote yes? You know, it is... And, like, there were people... It was a Sunday in the city on the school holidays. Like, it was chockers in there, not just because there was this huge rally on, but also because it's the city. So I think there were a lot of people who probably saw that and maybe were inspired to Google something, hopefully not to TikTok search something. Oh, God. <laughs> the voice of Parliament. Oh, God. Maybe you should be a TikToker. Oh, God, no. Reliable Please source no. TikToker. Anyway, we I don't know. I think it's interesting. Represent has a TikTok, actually. What? But because I deleted it, I can't post on it. we got to get onto that. Maybe we should. Maybe we should TikTok it. Anyway, we we'll discuss this off air. But I think it's... I'll be interested to see the next polls, let's put it that way, because I've just Absolutely. seen the Yes campaigns released a new ad, which I haven't watched yet. But it's, yeah. I yeah. think it's going to be an interesting few weeks. We've got four weeks left, so... I did read that the Yes campaign's going on a $20 million advertising yeah. blitz over the next four weeks, which I think they 
definitely need to do. Definitely. And yeah. that'll be good for them. Um, but yeah, I definitely keep an eye on the polls in the next few weeks because yep. we're not going to have one like extremely soon, but one, there'll definitely be a few more coming up, so it'll be interesting to see if the marchers did anything. Absolutely. All right, well... Stay with us because we've got two more jam-packed segments coming up, at least. Maybe we'll add another one. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? You never um, know with this show. <laughs> but you are listening to Represent, and we will be back so soon. You won't even know we were gone. You're back on Represent. <laughs> that was First Slow by Courtney Barnett, and that was a really short song. So what was the song called again? First Slow. Slow? Slow, like slow speed. Well, that, that song certainly wasn't slow because it no. was over in a minute. No. Okay, anyway. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that song. Absolute banger. Banger. Yeah, Seven we out were of dancing 10. in the thanks, studio. Thanks to the Sin Music directors for that lovely, <laughs> good one. Smash out. Sweet 16, Sunday nights. Yeah. <laughs> really good. But yeah, um, anyway, you know what isn't good? Uh, the climate, the weather. <laughs> That's so true. Well, actually, the weather is beautiful. Actually, the weather's kind of nice right now, but the reason <laughs> we're, we're getting nice outside. weather isn't exactly the greatest reason why, but so right, you get into it. <laughs> um, so we've had months and months of speculation, of whispers, of rumours in the weather industry. I saw some TikToks about it. No, I didn't. Oh, God. But I, did, I didn't. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. I heard El Nino is going to take my house away from me. I heard me. El Nino is going to be president of the United States. What? <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, everyone. The bomb has the. Sorry, actually, we're not allowed to call it the bomb. The anymore. bureau. The bureau of meteorology has just this afternoon. Thank you so much for announcing it just before the show. We really appreciate it. Um, declared an official El Nino for this summer, which means we're going to have a severe bushfire risk and severe heat waves. So, woo! Who's excited? Oh, that is going to be so exciting. Yeah. I'm really ready for it. It's not coming as a surprise to anyone in the southeastern states, especially oh, no. Queensland and New South Wales at the moment, which are experiencing record September heat and are expected to reach up to 40 degrees in certain parts, which is insane. I'm going to run up to Queensland real quick. I feel yeah. like the beaches would be really nice. It's not warm enough now. Even in Melbourne, we've had prolonged days above 20 degrees, which are very unusual at this time of year. Um, and New South Wales and Victoria are expected to have very warm, prolonged conditions. So, Jeez, times. we're finally, you know, all the Euro summer people just wasted their Those money. suckers. I'm going to have my hot girl summer right here that in Melbourne. That is so true. This is a rep, hot represent summer. Oh, represent's going to have a hot, hot girl, girl summer. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so even like schools on the south coast of New South Wales are closed today due to an excessive oh, fire risk. Like that's how severe it's getting already in September. Wow. So there's a fire. Is it not school holidays in New South Wales? I, no, no theirs week. are slightly different towns. I know, I think yeah. New South Wales and Queensland's are slightly different towns. I think they're a week later. Yeah. So, anyway, there's like a fire burning in Biawa on the sunny coast. That uh, Sorry, the Sunshine Coast. I've written the sunny coast in the <laughs> <run> sheet. <laughs> um, that's gone between advice and watch and act levels for a few days now. There are fires in near Townsville in Tasmania. And um, as of this afternoon, there were 61 fires burning in New South Wales. Oh, wow. So, like, that was fast. Things, are, things are not great. Mm. Um, we've had the first total fire bans in New South Wales since November 2020, um, declared for Greater Sydney and the South Coast. So, like, that's what, three years, almost three years. No Hectic. total fire bans. That's crazy. Hectic. That boggles my little mind. <laughs> um, we can expect this summer to be hotter than average and hotter than the last three years because we've seen three years of La Nina which is cooler and wetter than average conditions. This has meant the plants have gotten more water. They've grown bigger. 
there's more grass and things. There's more grass, and the grass is green. As they And not dry. burning. Well, because it's getting drier, oh, the no. plants are going to dry out, and it means that we've got much higher bushfire risk because we've got all this dry plant material. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fun. It's so, it's so fun. So El Nino and El Nina. La Nina. La Nina. Different things. Correct. Opposites, Be- in fact. Because when I first started he- hearing about El, El Nino, sorry, um, I was like, I already know so much about that. But then I was like, no, this is a completely different thing. Yeah, so they're like opposites. I mean, I'm not sure if scientifically they're opposites, but in my brain, opposites. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> No. Star-crossed no, star lovers. <laughs> La Nina is cool and wet, and El Nino is hot and dry. Um, you're so unhelpful. We're moving on. The, bomb, the Bureau Manager of Climate Services, Dr. Carl Braganza, said that there was not a clear indication of how strong the El Nino would be. However, the strength of an El Nino doesn't necessarily correspond to the severity of the rainfall deficiencies, aka the dryness, across Australia. He said, we have had weak events that have caused quite significant drought, and we've had strong events that haven't caused such severe conditions in the past. Mm. So, what does that mean? We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's actually going to happen until... Until we get there. Until, I guess, closer to actual summer, exactly. really. But we're already feeling the effects a little bit now, and i got to say, like, it's been so. kind of nice down here in Melbourne. It's been really nice. <laughs> but considering we didn't really have a very nice summer but in January. But it's been, like, 35 degrees in Sydney today. Like, the Sydney okay, airport temperature nice. record has been broken. Wow. Well, unofficially. It's because they release the official temperature data at 9 the next morning. Yeah. So... They've said, wow, preliminary temperature is 34.9 degrees or whatever, and the previous record was 34.6. Yeah. So, you know, they've broken it, the record. They've broken much. the record. Good work, El Nino. Congrats, You've done it. Sydney. Congrats. <laughs> You're hot. <laughs> um, hot or so not, Sydney. El, <laughs> El Nino happens when we have warmer than average sea temperatures in a central region of the equatorial Pacific. So it's all sort of related to, like, what goes on in the ocean. And because we've seen rising sea temperatures, we're more likely to have these crazy weather events. We've also got uh, the bombs announced a positive Indian Ocean dipole, but I don't really know what that I, means. Like, I really tried to understand. Yeah, that's that's a bit too scientific for exactly. us, and we we're not very STEM much kids. Humanities students. Yeah, we're not we're not STEM people over here. So if any STEM people can explain it to us, yeah. feel free to come on the show or um, tweet <laughs> or, us or X us. Yeah. Or TikTok us. Yeah. So yeah. basically, when an Indian Ocean dipole and the um, El Nino occur together, it tends to increase the rainfall deficiencies in the southeast of the continent over spring, says Carl, Br- Carl Braganza. Yeah, okay. Carl. That's anyway, fun times. I remember learning about dipoles and stuff in science and geography in high school. Really? I don't. Oh, well, like, I, I remember, like, the words came up. I don't remember oh, okay. anything beyond that. But I think, I guess, the most concerning part of this would be potential bushfires. Yes, we absolutely. Do, we don't want more of those, No, of so they've said it's likely to not be as bad as the Black Summer bushfires from 2019-2020. Yeah. But we don't know. Their reasoning is when we had catastrophic bushfires like that, or like, you know, those ones in 2009, I want to say, you know, there have been a few the catastrophic Black bushfires. Saturday Black bushfires, Saturday bushfires, yeah. One. I couldn't remember if it was Ash Wednesday or Black Saturday. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Too many fire-related days <laughs> that really have gotten story. their own names. Exactly. Um, 
they've been after prolonged periods of dry weather, whereas this has not been a prolonged period yet. But that yeah. doesn't mean that it's going to be uh, smooth sailing from here on out. Yeah. So, politics-wise, what's going to happen? Do you think they'll take action because it's so hot already, or do you think it's just going to be another summer of like, oh, yeah, we're going to do things, and then not doing anything? I'd like to think that 2019-2020 gave us sort of that dose of reality. The taste of what's w- to come. We saw that, um, like, preparation and not going to Hawaii are things that definitely help. <laughs> Too soon? Um, but um, so I think we had that... Because, look, 2020, like, it seems like it was a long time ago. Three years kind of is a long time ago, but for a lot of the people who went through it, it they still... It feels like yesterday. It feels like yesterday. And that's like one yesterday. of the things that school teachers and principals are saying in on the South Coast now. Like, they all experienced that firsthand, and so it's obviously a bit kind of... I don't want to say traumatising, but it's definitely bringing back memories in that area of the country. Definitely. So I think we've got that sort of experience now, that recent Mm. experience now, and hopefully if it does sort of turn into a big concern like 2020 was, hopefully there will be greater preparation and greater response to it because we saw what happened in 2020, we just weren't ready for it. And the responses happening in the moment were far too little, far too late. Yeah. So I think we got that dose of reality. Hopefully we're going to be better equipped to tackle it this summer if that does become a concern. But of course, like you said, we don't know what's going to happen just yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, yeah. <laughs> Anything to add on? Um, not really. I'll just read out the quote from the mayor of Bega in um, the south coast of New South Wales. He said that six of the non-operational schools are in his area. Um, and he can understand the decision, especially given that one of the schools backs onto bushland. Oh. So he said, other schools are operating as normal, but our communities have high anxiety around bushfires. And of course, after what it's been in 2019-2020, we have to have that. Um, so we appreciate that and work with it. And the safety of our children is of utmost importance. So he said the school closures were decided by the RFS and the education department, but he would welcome consultations with schools in the future. So were the schools not consulted? Well, that's the impression that it gives me. Yeah, but I don't know. And he said that anxiety levels are extreme in the community ahead of the bushfire season. So we're not even in the bushfire season yet. Like, this is very early. But hey, at least we're getting the conversation started early about preparedness, which is something we didn't have last time. Which has been very prominent, I've noticed, the last few days especially. It's just been very much like... Let's get ready. Let's get let's get prepared. I saw this is somewhat related, but I last week on Shark Tank Australia. Um, what? No, this is going How somewhere. Is this there was a product pitched um, that was wildly successful on the show, and it was basically because the number one one of the biggest causes of bushfires is dry leaves and things in gutters. Mm. There was a product that was pitched that would make sure that that wasn't dry. It would, like, wash it down, wash the gutters, like, automatically make sure it was wet so they couldn't catch on fire. And it could just be fitted to, like, any house in Australia. Wouldn't it help to just, like, use the funding that you get from that and just help people clean their gutters? Maybe. Because that's the issue, right? That's the issue, but I think they're going to release a product that makes that not an issue, I guess. I'm going to look this up. Shark tank, gutter... Shark Tank bushfire because a big part of the pitch was bushfires. Yes. Um, I I think I didn't get exactly get the product okay, so right. Floods, gutter systems. 
Yeah, to make sure there isn't any, like, dry, very flammable debris that's in there. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And it got a very big investment from the American dude that's on the show. I don't remember his name. I think it's, like, Robert or something. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully... Maybe they should give away some. I'm just thinking. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, actually, that's a very good idea. Just yeah. to give it away to, you know country communities, rural communities that are at bushfire risk. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like I do remember them saying like it's a very low cost to buy, like it's a really low cost product. We're in a cost like, of living crisis. We are in a cost of living crisis, that's true, the cosy live. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so that that was something that just kind of popped into my mind that was kind of related. Yeah, well. But like, Bridie was doubting me, but then she I looked was. it up and was like, it, oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Not, not convinced, but I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm like semi there. Bridie's going to start turning off my... She's got the finger on my mic That's right because now I'm about to turn to go it to off. a song. We're about to listen to Balloons by No Name. Um, they should get a that's name. That's actually the name. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Represent. We've got more coming, so stay with us. Welcome back to Represent. Welcome back. We've, had, back some, we've had some allegations over the break. Bridie, laptop gate. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, laptop gate has been coined by um, someone who is very closely related to me and just texted in, um, threatening that um, we were going to have another laptop gate there, which is from our <laughs> Sammy J interview. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen on Omni, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. It was good. Um, when I... Not the Zoom that Naya was on ran out and I closed my laptop because, you know, I wasn't using it for anything else. So I shut it so that we could get her back after the show and my laptop wasn't going to die. Yeah. Um, and I've been accused of attempting to do that with Freddie with my finger on his <laughs> mic off button, which was also, by the way, on my mic off button. I, I, I wasn't really looking at that, so I don't know. I got four but fingers I, and there's I two buttons. Are you going to apologise, Bridie? I'm sorry, Freddie. I'm sorry for being about to turn your mic off when I was going to put some music on. It's okay. Laptop gate doesn't exist, guys. It's all right. It, it doesn't exist. Okay, thank you. Little joke. That. Defamation. Um, I'm suing you for defamation. Oh, how <laughs> dare you. <laughs> That's a defamation alarm. How dare you? You know what else doesn't exist? Apparently, no, I can't do that segue. That's a really bad segue. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know what I was going to say. Yeah, I do. But, um, um, but, yeah, that's probably not appropriate. Yeah, Jacinta <laughs> Price has had a big week last week. Big week. Big week. Where should we start? Let's start with the rhetoric that we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, so Jacinta Price texts half the nation or something. She texts a lot of... I don't know if I actually know if it was half the nation, but she texts a lot of people, and Bridie and I didn't get one. I know. Um, so thanks, Jacinta. Where... Oh, what, what's the exact wording of the text? Hi, it's Jacinta Price. Um, uh, oh, God, where is it? I'm just Googling it. Here we go. I found it. Okay, very good. Hi, it's Jacinta Price. The referendum is on 14 October. Oh. This voice is risky, unknown, and divisive. Don't know? Say no. For a postal vote, go to, and then the postal vote link, which is postal.vote if you need to find it. But is that actually... Sorry, that didn't work. Is that actually the link? Because I saw some allegations that it was leading to a Liberal Party website. Oh, no, it, it is. is. No, no, no. It, it goes to the Liberal Party website, the Coalition site. Oh, man. What? Which, which okay, I'm... And you apply through this... Okay, look, I don't actually know if this is... Don't do it like this. Yeah, don't do this. You can do it through the AEC website, the Australian Electoral Commission. Don't go to postal.vote, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, we were discussing We were discussing during the song 
don't know, say no. Yeah. That makes me mad. It's appalling. It really is bad politics. I find it genuinely disgusting. Yeah. Like, out of, like, this big referendum that is very important to the country, on both sides, it's very important. Don't know? Just say no. What is that? That is not the right attitude. It's not an inclusive attitude. It's not something that encourages people to learn more, to, you know, educate themselves, to form their own opinion. It's just like, just switch off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, what? Like, it's just such a disgusting message to be pushing on a referendum where everybody should be making the most informed vote they can be. Exactly. Every referendum, every election, make the most informed vote you can. Just being like... Don't, don't worry about it. Like, it's too hard. Just vote no and be done. Like, that is disgusting. That yeah. really pisses me off, honestly. As Yeah, and that is like, so valid. I saw this text and, and I got mad. Yeah. Because I was it's like, inappropriate, yeah. um, to say the least, because, you know, that's not what politics is about. You go into politics to represent the views of your community and to make decisions for the whole country, not just the people who can be bothered to research even after they've been told not to. Like, I've so- I saw people on Sunday with um, T-shirts saying, oh, what was it? If you're not sure, learn more. That's great. That Which should is, be what this is. Yeah. That should be the message that both sides are pushing. Because what this yeah. also says to me is, um, like, Jacinta is, of course, in the no camp. Mm. What this kind of says to me about her campaign on this as well is that they don't want to win based on their merits and their arguments. They kind of want to win based on a lot of people just not knowing. Which yeah. I think that's kind of what this text says to me. I'm, I don't think that's probably what they were trying to do. But still, like, this rhetoric of don't know, say no, what a horrible thing to say, especially when we do have a referendum that is very rare. We haven't yeah. had a referendum in over, in over 20 years. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, don't worry about it. Let's just throw it away. Let's just be done with it. Don't, mm. don't, don't, don't worry yourself about it. Like, it just annoys me. It really annoys me. It rubs me the wrong way. Very much so. And I saw this and I'm like, no, nah, this is disgusting. So if you don't know, go and learn things. Yeah. And um, if you want to sign up to a postal vote, do it on the AEC website. Yeah. So the Liberal Party says that this is something that both parties do in election campaigns where they pass their the details that people enter onto the AEC. But do you want any political party having that information? Like, your electoral role information? I wouldn't... I, because also, I'm sure... Like, I, I, I'm not saying this is a fact because I'm not signing up for a postal vote through any party other than no, the AEC, which is not day. a party. Um, but... Like, just do it through the AEC, and I'm sure the details they get, I'm sure there'll be, like, a little checkbox that's like, I agree to the terms and conditions, which will be like, now we can spam your phone too. Like, I think that would be what... I haven't got a text from the AEC. Uh, Yeah. You know, actually, it's a funny story, kind of unrelated. Okay. um, Oh, okay. Look who's unrelated now. (laughs) it's about the electoral roll. (laughs) Okay. I was a bit nervous last week. I was like, oh, you know, I'd better check that I'm on the electoral roll, because, you know, I haven't voted before, so I was like, oh, I'd better check. And I checked, and I was... Because I got called for jury duty earlier this year, and I got out of it because I'm in uni, obviously. Oh, wow. Um, Like, I'd been on the electoral roll six months, and I got called for jury duty. I mean, what are the chances of that? I've I've been on it for, for, what, two years now? I didn't get... I've never been called for jury duty. Yeah, my dad's never been called, and he's been on it for, like, more than 40 years. You should have done it. 
Well, Kyle would have been fun. I couldn't. It was right at the start of semester, so... Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, there was no reason for me to worry about not being on the electoral roll yeah. because I've already been picked for something from the electoral roll. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, do you think that was related or not? I, okay, it was kind of related. It was kind of related. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> I, this is also kind of related, but I watched a show um, last week called Jury Duty on Amazon. <laughs> really great. What Really great watch. And I'm not going to talk about it now, but it's really good. Okay. So, Interesting. Would recommend. But yeah, and then I don't know if we've decided that we're going to talk about this on air, but Jacinta also did go to the National Press Club mm-hmm. and said some some things. Some things. Um. Anyway, I'm just going to read the headline from the Sydney Morning Herald because if they can say it, we can too. But of course, this is very, very. We are being a bit careful about how we talk about this. Yeah, definitely. Jacinta Price says, col- uh, colo- <laughs> I can't say the okay. full word they've written. You said you colonialism. Like colonialism. <laughs> I was going to say colonization. Jacinta oh, Price, which is sorry, that probably yeah. is what is written. I'm not reading your I, computer. I, I, that's what it says. I think actually. <laughs> We've stuffed it already. Yeah, this is going very badly. (laughs) Jacinta Price says colonialism has been good for Indigenous Australians. Yeah, so... That's a take. That is a very interesting take. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Which has been very widely blasted. Very widely. um, After She, she said this. Yeah, so she's basically said whether Indigenous people suffered the consequences of British settlement... She said, I'll be honest, no. A positive impact? Absolutely. I mean, now we've got running water, we've got readily available food. I mean, everything my grandfather had when he was growing up because he first saw white fellas in his early adolescence, we now have. Many of us have the same opportunities as all other Australians in this country. Um, Moving on. If we keep telling Aboriginal people that they are victims, well, we are effectively removing their agency. That is the worst possible thing you can do to any human being to tell them they are a victim without agency, and that's what I refuse to do. So. I... Mm. It's, um, it's definitely... That's a statement. Take. That is a statement. They were condemned by Linda Burney as offensive comments that deny the experience of so many First Nations families. We only have to look at the stolen generations and the impacts that has had in terms of ongoing trauma and pain. Her comments are a betrayal of so many people's stories. Yeah. And so that's coming from the Minister for Aboriginal Australians. Who, of course, is on the opposition to Jacinta Price, but Mm -hmm. still, like, this isn't the only... This isn't... this has become a lot more than just like a political statement that Very the parties are arguing about. This is saying, yeah, colonial colonialism was great. Well, not great. Good for Indigenous Australians. And After the speech, the Central Land Council, <sighs> Central Land Council Chief Les Turner said that grassroots NT leaders had consistently said Price did not speak for them, according to the Guardian. So, so that's the you know the chief of a big land council organisation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we should also very much state that neither Bridie and I are Indigenous. Yes. I believe we, we don't have yes. connections that we know of. Um, but, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what so a clearly statement. We're being really careful about what we say here because, you know... Uh, soon as a radio station... <laughs> we'll, look, we'll just put it out there. And you can think about that how you want. Don't do your research on TikTok. Please do not do your research on TikTok. Get it from legit 
sources. Even just googling it and clicking the top answer is probably more likely to get you something better than TikTok. Chances are, so long as it's not a um, referendum-sponsored link. Yes, that's yes true. Or a no link. You do have to be to careful that. with um with Google uh with sponsored ads things. AdWords, the sponsored search results at the top. Um, since we don't have to make our way out for the hoist, we'll do one last segment for the we'll last five minutes one. of our show. Very quick, very quick. Um, yep. So Scott Morrison was asked to preach at a church in Perth on Sunday. He gave a twenty-minute sermon. And Mar- Morrison began the sermon by campaigning for the re-election of the local mayor, Linda Aitken, where he said, quote, This isn't a political message, but new church buildings need building and development approvals. If you want to see that favour or that approval, vote one Linda Aitken. So he said, this isn't a political message, but here's a political message. <laughs> he then went on to say... Quote, the Christian journey is not linear, ever. I know, it's up and down, it's up, it's down, it's around. And then he went on to refer to his election defeat as the time he, quote, stepped down as Prime Minister. Which is so funny. It's, it is technically correct, out. because he did resign early, so Albo could be sworn in early, but that is definitely not in the spirit of what he was saying. He made it seem like he was done with this. Yeah. Um... This isn't ScoMo's first sermon. Last year, he did give an address at Margaret Court's church two months after he lost... Sorry, stood down... Sorry, yeah, lost the election and said, (laughs) quote, We trust in God. We don't trust in governments. We don't trust in the United Nations. Thank goodness. If you put your faith in those things, like I put my faith in the Lord, you are making a mistake. As a man who's prime minister saying we don't put our trust in governments is a bit salty after you've been voted out. Yeah. And if you it's are funny. if you are interested in learning more about Scomo's religious um, <laughs> opinions religious opinions, he is publishing a book in 2024 called "Plan for Your Good: A Prime Minister's Testimony for, of God's Faithfulness." He needs to fix the title to be "A Former Prime Minister's Testimony." <laughs> True. Um, and it is being released by a publisher, Thomas Nelson, which is the Christian-focused division of HarperCollins Publishing, which is a subsidiary of News Corp, which I will not I elaborate not on that. at all. I did not know that. <laughs> But yeah, that's just a fun little segment to Yay. end off on. Is a, I'm not, not going to say anything else about the News Corp connection. But no, I'm just, um, so Morrison's still in Parliament. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Anyway, anyway, um, we got to go. Wrapping up the show. There is no show you on. You have after listened us. to represent. There is nothing on ever. Just listen to us constantly. <laughs> no, there are other things on. Um, listen to everything on Sin, um, but especially represent because we're cool and have fun interviews. Every other show is on break week, but the hoist will be back next week. Yeah, we just stayed because we live in this studio and they yeah, can't get rid of leave. us. <laughs> they try. They try and get rid of us. <laughs> like they served the eviction notice a few months ago, but like you know, we've already set up residency. Yeah, so yeah, we've fine. got beds just over in the corner. Yeah, exactly. The, Sammy J and like all the interviewees are really confused yeah. every time they turn up. <laughs> Um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> We've been looking forward to having a show without an interview, to be honest, because we finally get to do a couple of segments each. We do love so the interviews, though, but it's been nice to have a bit of a more chill, we just get to chat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let us know what you thought. Should we do more interviews or should we do more chatting or somehow both? At um, Sin Represent. On X, on Threads, on Instagram, on everything. Find us. Uh, listen to any of our old interviews or episodes on Omni Spotify podcasts at represent 
And as always, remember to stay, stay political. political. You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast where young people run the show. Come on.